Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment. Good night, my Patriots. Good night. It's Sunday with Major League Liberty. I am your host, Louis Huey. Thank you for tuning in. I know I'm competing with Game of Thrones. Yes, I know that's a big deal. I will be honest. I'll be the first one to admit I have yet to see a single episode. I would rather play Leapfrog with unicorns than watch something that Hollywood or crap lousy media has to offer. But that's just me. I'm not going to hate on you for liking game of thrones or, or something else because you guess what i'm a libertarian and you have the liberty to do such things i myself care about things that matter more to our history and to pull the geopolitical science and what's going on in today's geopolitical world all across this world right now there are populist movements fighting against globalism you know we have higher bolsonaro winning in uh, brazil we have donald trump winning in america we have great populist nationalists winning all across the world right now. That's what I care about. What I care about is Donald Trump and us, the Liberty Movement, Libertarians, Republicans, Independents, making America great again. And guess what? It is time to make America great again. The Russian collusion delusion investigation is in fact flipping and going back to the Democrats. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. I've been waiting so long. Uh, I've been very frustrated because I know that Donald Trump has all the cards in his hand and he can deliver all the truth at one striking moment. I think it's coming. because We did have Donald Trump admit on Sean Hannity three nights ago that he will, in fact, be declassifying the FISA documents and everything else he has. So it's time to play. Adam Schiff, get ready. Peter Stroke, McCabe, Page, all of you, get ready. We're going to have some fun. With that being said, also, boys and girls, Last week, our biggest friends, fans, and followers, you knew that I went to a court hearing for Karen Sodaro, a leader of Colorado Local Antifa, right? This is the woman that was attacking police officers and innocent people at our event back in September 15th, 2018, where Major League Liberty held an event to protest against censorship of Internet conservatives. We'll be talking about that tonight as well, because I went to go see justice happen. I went to an open public hearing. I was chased down, harassed by local Antifa, and then they decided to write a hit piece on me, calling me a white supremacist and a hateful person yet once again. So uh, I, I, I do have the name of the author from Antifa that wrote this article about me. We'll be going over this later, and I hope that dude has some seriously strong lawyer backing. I won't be going too far into that, but what I will be doing tonight is going over it and explaining to you what really happened and what the mainstream media is lying to you about. With that being said, though, I do have a very special guest tonight that I do want to bring on. Very close friend of mine. I love this guy. I love what he's been doing. He's been on InfoWars lately. He runs a very successful meme page, sells the hottest merch you can get if you're a patriot out there. Damn. Uh, Tom, I'm sorry. I wish I had my my frog's hat i don't uh i should have thought about that earlier but with that being said i do want to bring on my special guest tonight tom papper from the god emperor trump page what's up tom how are you doing tonight 
Oh, I'm doing well, Louie. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always so much fun. And that's okay. We'll forgive you for not having your hat. Mine is right here. Honestly, I owe you a big thanks. You actually uh, got my Make Frog Straight Again hat on InfoWars pages on Facebook back when they still had pages. So thank you, Louie. I, I always appreciate you doing that. I do what I can, my man. Um, I got We got plenty going on. We got events and rallies coming up. Uh, Trump is saying he's going to declassify the FISA documents. I mean, good things are happening, man. We should feel happy about this. I mean, do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is what we've all been, like you said in your in your opening, this is what we've been waiting for for years now. Ever since the Russia hysteria came out, it was also obvious. I mean, from the very onset, it's like, wait a minute, Hillary Clinton did what with our uranium? Hillary Clinton did what with her emails? Hillary Clinton did this, that, and the other. But then they're going to say that President Trump his kid might have spoken to somebody that he wasn't allowed to talk to, and therefore the entire election is illegitimate. I mean, it's been totally crazy. So now it's great to see the investigators, the witch hunters, actually have a magnifying glass on them. And I guarantee you, it's not going to take two and a half, three years to find dirty laundry on these people. Oh, yeah. We've already known this for years. I mean, I've been sitting here frustrated for the past couple of years, like, I have to actually sit here and watch MSNBC and CNN because I like to get operation research on the enemy, right? And they're out there just like, oh, we know that Trump is a Russian colluder. We know this. Well, and, and the, it's the moving goalposts is what I love. You know, first, we're going to have Mueller escort Trump out of the White House in handcuffs. And then it was, well he's going to be charged with collusion. And then it was, well, Don Jr. is going to be charged. And now it's, even though the <laughs> Mueller report shows Trump didn't collude and they could find no evidence of obstruction of justice, even though the Mueller report fully exonerates President Trump, well, it it there was some bad stuff in there. Trump freaked out one time. Trump said the bad word. He said the F word. Oh my goodness. Trump evil. Orange man bad. So it's been beautiful to see there. I mean, I do the same thing. I hate watch CNN sometimes. And it's been, all, I can't imagine the few Americans, you know, they're averaging like 700,000 a, a night during their peak hours, primetime hours. I can't imagine what these people have going through their heads. They've got to be low IQ human beings to still be going along with the hysteria at this point. You'd have to be. You're absolutely correct. And there was an AP poll. I just saw this a few minutes ago that support for AP poll for uh, impeachment of Donald Trump went from 40 percent in January of this year to last week down to 33%. Yeah, and that's why Rachel Maddow's ratings are tanking because I'm sorry, there's no such thing as Russian collusion with the Trump campaign. Even the no. Mueller report admits that the Russians, yes, they did in fact try to sow diversion in our elections, but they were also supporting candidates like Bernie Sanders and candidates like Hillary to further divide us. Now that's not Donald Trump's fault. Do you think that Donald Trump would actively like, collude with russia to support bernie sanders or hillary clinton if you truly believe that then you oh good lord i do have a a oceanfront property house in arizona to sell you i do have a bridge in brooklyn to sell you as well it's insanity tom uh, it, it blows my mind I, I hate having to talk about this over and over and over again but i've been harping on this for two years donald trump has it all in his hand and he knew this the whole time. And honestly, I owe an apology myself to the president, to Donald Trump, 
Roger Stone, Alex Jones, all of them. You know what? I'm sorry. I was frustrated. I was expecting a release and transparency. Donald Trump, you were correct on holding on this until now because now's the time. The nighttime is the right time, as Adam Sandler said in his, his album many, many years ago. It's coming now. And Donald Trump has said he's going to release the documents. And I couldn't be happier for it. Tom, what do you think about this? You know, the timing is interesting. And I've always been one. You know, I, I we learned during the campaign from 2015 to 2016, how many times were people saying, this is the end of Trump. And eventually, I just began to be kind of a sycophant. And being a Trump sycophant, often pays off and now here we are everybody freaking out release it now release it now we need the information you know they already did whatever they could to make it sound like there might have been obstruction even though they could find no evidence so it probably was the wiser move to wait until the Mueller investigation was finally over and now it's all out in the light of day but, you know one thing to get back to what you were saying a second ago russia's whole goal which they basically stated numerous times and it was shown in the Mueller report was to sow discontent to rip apart social cohesion and they yep. did this by supporting trump by supporting bernie by supporting black lives matter by supporting the lgbtqiaa plus and by supporting islam they did anything they could throw money at whatever you can to help tear apart the united states and i do have to say for the ridiculously small amount of money they spent i think it was like a couple hundred thousand dollars compared to both major presidential campaigns which spent millions and millions and millions the russians were pretty damn effective at destroying social cohesion in this country i wish our government had this kind of uh, efficiency with the use of its money yeah, you have a great point there i mean if the democrats were so concerned with foreign governments entangling and getting involved in our, uh, our in elections what happened to Barack Obama during the 2016 election? If they were so worried about this, Tom, why did the, the Obama administration allow this to happen? Right. I mean, surely he knew. In fact, I think we're going to find out in the near future that, yes, he 100% did know. So either he was incompetent and had no idea what was happening under his own nose, or he thought, eh, this could work in our favor. Let's let it keep going. I mean, two or three, I can't remember, I've slept since I've read the Dang Mueller report, but two or three Russian spies were granted access to the United States under Obama's administration for the purpose of information gathering so they could figure out how to do this type of of social media meddling and they they lied they lied blatantly they said yeah man we all met at a party we got drunk we did vodka shots and now we want to go hang out in america and obama's state department was like yeah i guess that sounds legit let's not do any research just let them in russian tourists that doesn't sound suspect at all so yeah i it definitely does point a lot of directions back toward the obama administration his department of justice his state department his fbi and and hopefully we can finally get some dominoes toppling that will lead to some people getting real criminal charges for what they allowed to happen to this country. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Clapper, Brennan, Peter Stroke, McCabe, Comey, all of them. It just, you know what? It's time to get the truth out. And I, I do have to say to my fellow conservatives out there, you know what? We should be pushing for full disclosure and full transparency. You know, the Democrats want to talk about being transparent. They're never transparent. As far as I'm concerned, the Donald Trump administration has been the most transparent administration that I've ever been under my entire life. I am 30 years old now. 
I have never seen an administration so focused on truth and transparency as I have seen right now. It's time. It's time to get the truth out. Boys and girls, the Russian collusion delusion is in fact over. We here at Major League Liberty, we have this thing called the rant line, and I definitely want to hear from some of my fellow patriots out there tonight. I'm sure Tom does as well. If you want to be heard tonight on Major League Liberty, please call the number 970-368-5658. One more time, that's 970-368-5658. I only want to hear from callers tonight that have something to say about this whole Russian collusion delusion investigation. That's what I want to hear from tonight. I want to hear what you think, boys and girls. So please, one more time, call that rant line. You got three minutes to leave a voicemail and you will be played live on MLL 970-368-5658. Oh, with that being said, yeah, no, Donald Trump has in fact said he's going to release the documents and this is going to, this is going to really fire up the Democrats. And I think that's why we do see CNN, MSNBC, HuffPo, Salon, the rest of the leftist rags out there saying, Oh, Donald Trump didn't do a good enough job. And, 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 uncondoning the synagogue shooters and the, the oh god dude i'm sorry tom i'm just i oh god you can see it in the news feed right now they have nothing to talk about because they don't want to talk about the fact that hillary clinton bob Mueller, and the democrats actually did collude right well and it's interesting you know the one thing that nobody is ever going to talk about and we need like 50 million conservative articles written about this that synagogue shooter hated trump he was one of the people who have been radicalized i say by the democrats because of their insanity all of this collusion delusion over the past three years it's driven people insane on both sides and we're never going to hear about that from the mainstream media we're not going to hear that the guy hated the president because he thought he was a zionist puppet we're never going to hear about any of this and it just all goes to show how they can twist the narrative. President Trump did absolutely nothing wrong with Russia. He'd never once attempted to uh, prevent justice from being served. But yet, that's what they made the narrative for years and years and years. And again, our only saving grace, Louis, is nobody's watching this crap anymore. I mean, Alex Jones, I we used to know his statistics, his numbers a lot better when he was on Facebook. He says they're better now than when he was on social media. More people are probably watching the water filter sale than are watching that weird dude Rachel Maddow or watching God knows than CNN. CNN on a good night, they get almost a million viewers and they consider that to be a wonderful victory and a great achievement for them. And it's pathetic. That makes me smile so hard because what is that the Moff Hoffman guy in Star Wars say, uh, when he's talking to Leia and Leia's like, the harder you squeeze, the more we slip out of your fingertips. It's exactly what it is. Because more people are like, why are you telling me I'm not allowed to watch Alex Jones anymore? Why are you telling me this? I want to hear what he has to say. And when people finally realize he's still broadcasting, he's still got a website, he's still on local television affiliates, including your own in Wichita, Kansas, radio affiliates all across the country, all across the world. Alex Jones is still broadcasting, boys and girls, still winning. No sorries. Well, and you know what all this does? By the way, sorry, my cat is crashing the show. She always does. No, this she's show. a glorious cat. We love your cat. Everyone, <laughs> everyone here at MLL family, please. 
Uh, God Emperor Trump, Tom Papert's cat. We love that cat, and and that cat deserves a spot in the Liberty Movement. For sure. See, she comes on my regular show, and it's fine when it's just me and the camera, but when it's other people, it feels awkward. But you know what they're doing is they're driving people, they're polarizing people. They're, the CNN, MSNPC, the globalists—they're doing the job of the Russians when they do things like ban Alex Jones because they drive us all into the intellectual dark web or whatever they call us nowadays, where everybody you don't like is a Nazi. And unfortunately for better, definitely for worse, when you start saying that, it gives legitimacy to actual Nazis. It would be like if we called uh, uh, Joe Biden a Marxist. You know, say what you will about the guy. He's a piece of excrement, but he's pretty left center in terms of 21st century politics. And he's been in politics since 1985 or something crazy like that. He's been around since the beginning of time. It would be like if we were calling him a Marxist and saying he needs to be banned. That would take away the insult when it comes to insulting people like AOC or Bernie Sanders who are actual Marxists and you don't see that on the right. So yeah, thank you Alex Jones for continuing to do what you do and proving that you cannot be silenced but shame on the mainstream media. Shame on CNN and Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and Tim Apple or whatever his name is and all of these losers for creating Nazis. I think that's what they're doing. They really are because the best way to defeat bad ideas is with good ideas. And the only way you can do that is by open discourse. So really what Twitter, YouTube, and Google, and Facebook are doing is they're going to create angrier and angrier far-right people because they can't get off what they want to say and no one's going to be there to you know talk to them about it. So right. what they're going to do is they're going to go to the farthest reaches of the darkest webs of the internet and make it worse, which honestly I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, Zach, if you can, please line up the next, our first clip tonight. Um, I, I've been digressing. I'm sorry. Please, boys and girls, MLL fans, please call that rant line tonight. I want to hear from you tonight what you think about Donald Trump finally going on the offensive. Also, with our first clip tonight, this is Fox News talking about the, those text messages, those pesky text messages between Peter Stroke and his little girlfriend at the FBI page. Let's go ahead and roll this clip when you're ready, Zach. We are learning new information tonight about communication between two key players in the Justice Department investigation of the 2016 Trump campaign, even after the election. Chief Intelligence Correspondent Catherine Herridge reports. Nine days after the presidential election, FBI agent Peter Strunk and FBI lawyer Lisa Page exchanged texts that Fox News has learned are under new scrutiny by congressional investigators, reviewing the genesis of the FBI Russia probe. The string of texts referred to an email and prior briefing with Pence, presumably Vice President-elect Mike Pence. Strunk and Page then appeared to discuss strategy and staffing for an upcoming session. Page writes, would it be unusual to have show up again, maybe another agent from the team? Struck response, or he's the counterintelligence guy, saying might make sense. He can assess if there are any new questions or different demeanor. If Redacted's husband is there, he can see if there are people we can develop for potential relationships. A former FBI intelligence specialist said the texts appear to conflict with strict rules laid up by then-FBI Director Robert Mueller, known as the Domestic Investigations Operations Guide. Quote, these texts indicate both FBI employees were executing investigative strategies on a sensitive investigation 
investigative matter without any regard for the Mueller endorsed guide. With the Mueller report complete and Republican Senator Lindsey Graham leading the Judiciary Committee, Strunk may find himself back on the Hill. I am certain Congress will absolutely have the opportunity to look at any investigation once it's closed, ask all these questions, and I would love to answer each and every one of your questions. The Attorney General recently testified he is conducting a review of the FBI probe's origins and whether surveillance of the Trump campaign was based on sound intelligence. In a statement, Republican Congressman Devin Nunes said of the text, quote, this is yet more evidence that the FBI's Trump-Russia investigation was filled with irregularities. There was no immediate response from lawyers for Strzok and Page. And late today, in a letter to the attorney general, Republican senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson said these texts and other incidents should be investigated, adding, quote, any improper FBI surveillance activities must be brought to light and properly addressed, Chris. Catherine, thank you. You're welcome. That says a lot, does it not, boys and girls? Yes. So Peter Stroke and his little girlfriend at the FBI, yeah, they're sending text messages back and forth, you know, President Obama wants to know what we're finding. He's the one spearheading this. We have to know. We have to give him all the information. He wants to know everything we're doing. That sounds like a coup to me, Tom. Does it not? It absolutely does. And I always like to point out, it's not just the girlfriend. That was his mistress. He had a wife right. and I think a family at home. I mean, how disgusting yes. of a human being do you have to be? And what does that say? That this is the nation's law enforcement front line, the FBI. And they have people of that low of moral character fronting it. But it does absolutely sound like a coup. And I think we're going to find out more and more and more exactly who is involved and exactly how much Obama knew and when, to paraphrase the Democrats of yore. Bingo, bingo. Oh, the lights are going off in my head right now, Tom. I mean, I feel like I'm on the prices right night right now. I, I have what's his face down there going, come on down, Louis Huey. Come on down. <laughs> the price is right. Uh, Zach, if you can get our next clip lined up, um, our next clip, I want to go back in time almost a year ago. This will be back in July of 2018, where Peter Stroke went in front of the congressional judiciary hearing and Peter Stroke says, I don't have a bias. Yeah, bullshit. Go ahead and line this up. One year ago, boys and girls, Peter Stroke lying to Congress. Go ahead and roll that, Zach. If you were kicked off when you read the text, shouldn't you have been kicked off when you wrote them? Not at all. Well, it wasn't the discovery of your text, Mr. Stroke. It was the existence of your bias that got you kicked off. No, Mr. Gowdy, it wasn't. I do not have bias. My personal opinions in no way. Sir, I think it's important when you look at those texts that you understand the context in which they were made and the things that were going on across America. In terms of the text that we will stop it. You need to understand that that was written late at night off the cuff and it was in response to a series of events that included then candidate Trump insulting the immigrant family of a fallen war hero. And my presumption based on that horrible, disgusting behavior that the American population would not elect somebody demonstrating that behavior to be president of the United States. It was in no way, unequivocally, any suggestion that me, the FBI, would take any action whatsoever to improperly impact the electoral process for any candidate. So I, I take great offense and I take great disagreement to your assertion of what that was or wasn't. As to the 100 million to one, that was clearly a statement made in jest 
and using hyperbole, I, of course, recognize that millions of Americans were likely to vote for candidate Trump. I acknowledge that is absolutely their right. That is what makes our democracy such a vibrant process. We that don't live in a democracy, bro. To suggest somehow that we can parse down the words of shorthand textual conversations like there's some contract for a car is, is simply not consistent with my or most people's use of text messaging. I can assure you, Mr. Chairman, at no time in any of these texts did those personal beliefs ever enter into the realm of any action I took. Yeah, bullshit. This isn't just me sitting here telling you, you don't have to take my word for it. At every step, at every investigative decision, there are multiple layers of people above me, the assistant director, executive assistant director, deputy director, and director of the FBI, and multiple layers of people below me, section chiefs, supervisors, unit chiefs, case agents, and analysts, all of whom were involved in all of these decisions. They would not tolerate any improper behavior in me any more than I would tolerate it in them. That and that's why you were fired! The suggestion that I, in some dark chamber somewhere in the FBI, would somehow cast aside all of these procedures, all of these safeguards, and somehow be able to do this is astounding to me. It simply couldn't happen. And the proposition that that is going on, that it might occur anywhere in the FBI, deeply corrodes what the FBI is in American society, the effectiveness of their mission, and it is deeply destructive. Wow. So, so amazing what happens over one year. You know what, Stroke? You were just caught lying to Congress. We have all the evidence, and Trump is going to release more. So you know what I have to say, Peter Stroke? Strike three, you're out of here! <laughs> so sorry, not so sad. Tom, isn't it amazing how quickly he, you know, I want to know what Peter Stroke has to say now. What do you think? I do, but I also, can we just do audio only? I mean, what is with his crazy <laughs> eyes and his weird facial movements? I mean, you know, this right. is actually something, this is anecdotal, this is not proof, but something that I was taught in college, one of the few good things I learned getting a communication degree, is if somebody is being dishonest, they're going to be doing a lot of those little jerks. They're going to be touching their face. They're going to be trying to speak with their eyes because they're, they're not being honest. That shows that they're consciously putting on a show. I mean, you sit there and you watch that and it's like, he's an actor. He doesn't. He's, he's reading lines. He's reciting lines. It doesn't come off as off the cuff or honest or just the truth. And I'd also like to add, I mean, what is Roger Stone? Isn't it all because he lied to Congress, allegedly? You know, what about all these people who they lied to the FBI and therefore they're in prison? They're going to be, their life is ruined financially. Even if they get off, they're going to be ruined financially. And, and everybody's going to see them and think that they're a Russian agent. So... I'm cautiously optimistic that Peter Stroke might get the same treatment, and he actually deserves it. I mean, he is blatantly and flagrantly lying to the American public, as far as I can tell. Yep. Oh, big time. I mean, it, like you said, the whole like, you could do a whole compilation on people lying, and you can compare that to what Peter Stroke did in his congressional hearing. Just <laughs> all his weird smirks, the weird facial stuff. That's not normal behavior. What is he on no, speed? Not, yeah. I don't get it. Right. And, and that just shows all of it right there. I mean, we got text messages between him and his lover saying this goes back to Barack. Obama wants to know everything. Yeah. Where has Barry Hussein Obama been over the past couple of weeks? I haven't heard anything. He wouldn't even endorse his old buddy, Joe Biden. He said he said that Biden said not to endorse him. So therefore, you know, it's very interesting that 
Obama is essentially running the deep state from a shadow White House that's like a half a mile away from the actual White House. He bought a piece of property. He first thing he did was build 12 foot high walls to keep out the riffraff and install security so you can't even approach the deep state White House where Obama lives with his husband wife. It's it's very <laughs> telling that he's been silent through all this and it's very interesting that he thought, "Oh, I'm just going to set myself up just down the road so I can keep running. I can keep my tendrils all over the government and the FBI and my leave behind, stay behind allies. Yes. And you got a great, great point. Thank you so much, Tom. Um, that says it all. Does it not? Yeah. Barry's being quiet. Hillary Clinton comes out last week saying anybody at this standard would be arrested for obstruction of justice. Yeah. The balls that Hillary Clinton has. We already have all the evidence that you've already colluded with foreign governments to stop the Trump campaign. That should be investigated as well, as far as I'm concerned. One more time, boys and girls, please. I want someone to call in tonight. I want to hear some rants. Let me know what you think about this Russian collusion delusion. 970-368-5658. One more time. 970-368-5658. Call in. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, Zach, get the next clip lined up. Uh, Donald Trump is planning on releasing the FISA documents and everything else. So this just gets better and better and better. And honestly, as frustrated as I have been over the past couple of years, knowing that we've been waiting for this information, I'm glad that Donald is finally putting the boxing gloves on and about to drop it. So here it is. This is Donald Trump on Sean Hannity. I believe this was three nights ago. If you haven't seen this yet, please go back in the Sean Hannity archives from three nights ago and watch this because this was the best 45-minute phone interview I've seen in a long time. I've clipped it down to a 45-second clip for you, though, to give you everything you want to know. Go ahead and roll that, Zach. Uh, one last, last question. Will you declassify the FISA applications, Gang of Eight material, those 302s or you know what we call in this program the bucket of five? Yes, everything is going to be declassified and more, much more than what you just mentioned. It'll all be declassified. And I'm glad I waited because I thought that maybe they would obstruct if I did it early. And I think I was right. So I'm glad I waited. And now the attorney general can take a look, a very strong look at whatever it is. But it will be declassified and more than what you just mentioned. Mr. President, we're now in the election season, and Joe Biden made his big announcement today. I thought it was a very warm welcome you made for him on Twitter. Yeah, very, very warm welcome for Joe Biden. Yes, the creepy groper. Yes, grope and change 2020, boys and girls. I can't wait for this all to come out. But you know, Tom, there's this part of me that still feels like even though the truth is going to come out, the left and the Democrats, you know, and the mainstream media, they're still going to push this whole Donald Trump is a racist. He, he hates Jews. He hates blacks. He hates Mexicans. He hates the, you know, it, it's getting very tiresome. I'm tired of having to respond with, no, I'm not a racist. No, I'm not a fucking racist. And that's, that happens here with Colorado Antifa. I'm so, I'm tired of responding to you. Are you a racist? No, no, I am not a racist. Take a good look at me. No, I am not a racist. We're about to get real truth here, released by the Trump administration. I still have this feeling that they're never going to accept it. I mean, truth at their face. What do you think, Tom? 
You know, I think there's a solid chunk of people that are never going to accept it. I think that's just how it's always going to be. And yeah. the good news is that chunk seems to be getting smaller and smaller and smaller as more and more people, as we said before, are tuning out of the cable news. So I think it's really shows like this, Major League Liberty, you know, there's a million of us who do this. My page got in for Trump who are really fighting back. But, you know, it is so tiring. Louis, by the way, I guess you're one of those uh, white Hispanics they talk about who can be <laughs> racist against other uh, Hispanic. I don't, I don't quite know how that one works. But just the other day in the comment section of God Emperor Trump, we had something happen that was so hilarious to me that I actually took the time to apply to reply to some leftist because he said, hmm, well, at least at least none of the Democrats have gone bankrupt several times. And I just I did a double take because I'm like, uh. it's this 2016. We've gone from, OK, Trump is a bad businessman trump uh let's see he grabbed the pussy okay trump is a russian bot trump obstructed justice and then all of those lost so now we're just back to number one trump is a bad businessman ooh, 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 ooh. we should have shown you republicans i'm like i'm pulling my hair out at this point like do you have nothing new and for you know those coveted independent voters they're gonna look at that and they're gonna go wait a minute we've talked about this already why is this still why are they running on trump as a racist why are they running on trump declared bankruptcy there's nothing new they have nothing to offer therefore i'm either going to stay home and not vote or vote for trump because the taxes are lowered the economy is booming and things are great in this country right now it makes it a really easy and just almost you can do it while you're sleeping decision for these people but yeah there are always going to be the crazy people and we were talking before the show i'm very fortunate i think that i don't live in an antifa mecca like you do there in colorado because I don't see these people except for on social media and on the news. They're here, but they're a very tiny, tiny minority. Where in Colorado, where you're at, I know that they are an extremely vocal minority and often aggressive, it would seem. Yes, yeah, you got that right. We're going to be going over that here in just a few minutes as well. I know my producer man, Zach, is dealing with some technical difficulties back there. But in the meantime, as I'm saying, like Tom said, though, these leftists are never going to accept reality. They, they, they cannot comprehend a world where minorities and Hispanics like myself can accept free market capitalism because that's the one system that has brought more people out of poverty than any other system in the world. Socialism and communism has killed more people than any other system out there. Over 100 million people in the 20th century were murdered by communism and socialism. But it's okay. It's all right. We're going to try it one more time because we never had the right people instill it. Right. Right. $100 trillion. Yes. Yes. No, th these people will never accept reality because they are so fucked in the head that they will do whatever it takes to lie to you and pretend to be the victim. I mean, that's, that's all it really is, is, uh, is about being the victim. Um, I don't know if that's a joke. I, I think producer man Zach's fucking with me. Um, are you back, producer man Zach? <laughs> with that being said, though, Tom, um, we're going to get to the Antifa video here shortly about what they've been doing to me and my podcast here shortly. But in the meantime, I do want to ask you, are there good things happening on the horizon in your mind? Oh, I think so. I think really there's, unless there is some kind of, 
otherworldly, totally out of proportion meddling as in hacking, as in election fraud. I don't see any way we're not going to win this election. You look at everything Trump has accomplished. I mean, he's gotten just about everything I personally wanted to get done, except for Obamacare. And of course, we had the late, great Senator One vote who prevented that from happening. And now you've got her dowager hump or his dowager hump daughter as a person on The View gushing over Joe Biden. I mean, really, Louie, we're getting everything we want done. We have the best president. He's totally reforming the Republican Party in his image. And if we get the chance to recapture the House in 2020, which I believe is going to happen, it's going to be all Trump conservatives, Trump Republicans that are replacing the leftists. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to four more years of economic prosperity. But the best part, the part that nobody really talks about that I'm really starting to hone in on is Trump has single-handedly exposed the existence of the Uniparty. You've got the McCain family yes. saying that they're going to full-throatedly endorse Joe Biden when the time comes. You've got all of these rhino Republicans on Fox News totally outing the network as a globalist psyop that's just meant to keep people, feed them a little bit of what they want to hear. You know, you get about two hours a day, you get an hour on, uh, you get an hour on Tucker, and then some of Hannity is good and some of Laura is good, and otherwise there's nothing else. So he's exposing the globalists, he's exposing the uniparty, he's exposing the real collusion where the Marxists, the Joe McCarthy haters out there, they've infiltrated every single part of our society from the government to the media, and all you have to do is look at Trump. He's like a weather vane. If you hate Trump, you're probably scum. And it's great. I love that he gives us, it's so easy nowadays. It used to be, well, what do they say about the free market? Well, what do they say about open borders? Well, what do they say about this? Well, what do they say about this? Now all you got to do, do you like Trump? Yes, you're good. Do you hate Trump? No, you're a globalist. That's simple. Tom, I just got to say one more time. There's a reason why I love you, man, is because you're so onto it. You're so correct, my man. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you said, the uniparty. The Republican establishment is working hand-in-hand, hand, lockstep, with the Democratic and the Globalist Party. That's it, right there. That's why so many Republican establishment hates Donald Trump, because Donald Trump represents a grassroots Americanism before globalism. End of story right there. Uh, yeah, th there's a reason why John McCain's family wants to vote for Biden, because they're all on the same team. Right. That's the I, team I want nothing to do with. I want nothing to do with Romney. I want nothing to do with McCain. I want nothing to do with you fucking assholes. And excuse my language. There's a reason why I support Ron Paul. I support liberty and America first. That's it. End of story. You got supposed Republicans. Yes, they work for The View. They work for Fox News. They No. They're not America first. They're globalism first. And F off with that. I do have good news, boys and girls. Donald Trump did give me a very big happy last week. Uh, Zach, when you can, roll that next clip up. Uh, I'll give you the time to get that ready for us. But yes, Donald Trump last week was saying to the NRA, we will not surrender our sovereignty to anybody. Americanism not globalism. End of story. And that's what gets me stiff in the pants, hairs standing up on my arms. It's beautiful. I, I mean, I, I honestly don't think we're going to have a president like this ever again. Honestly, thank you, Donald Trump. Go ahead and roll that clip, Zach. 
Under my administration, we will never surrender American sovereignty to anyone. Any fucking men. We will never allow foreign bureaucrats to trample on your Second Amendment freedom. And that is why my administration will never ratify the UN Arms Trade Treaty. I hope you're happy. I'm impressed. I didn't think too many of you would really know what it is. You know what it is? A big, a big factor. But I see a couple of very happy faces from the NRA over there. And I am officially announcing today that the United States will be revoking the effect of America's signature from this badly misguided treatment. We're taking our signature back. The United Nations will soon receive a formal notice that America is rejecting this treaty. That's that's beautiful, isn't it? That's the most beautiful thing. I mean, honestly, this is why I voted for Donald Trump. Because he believes in America, not globalism. You know what? I got a bunch of things I can nitpick with Trump. You know, with the whole bump stock thing, you know, bombing Syria. There's things that I disagree with, but you're never going to agree with anyone 100% of the time. But what Donald Trump does represent for me, we're stopping globalism. We're saying, fuck you to the UN. Excuse my language. I'll do it one more time. Fuck you. Sorry, Tom. I know I'm using very abhorrent adult language, but... (laughs) Hey, I typically curse way more on my show. I just try to limit it on other people's shows so I don't look bad. Then people go find me and they find out who I really am. So no, you're you're obs- you're absolutely right. But one thing I want to say, Louis, is I appreciate that you are a real libertarian because we've got these lunatics like you've got Bill Weld, the former libertarian candidate or vice presidential candidate. He's now going to be the one from the GOP to challenge Trump from the inside. <laughs> And so I really appreciate that liberty, you know, I used to be a Ron Paul guy. I'm still a Ron Paul guy at heart. And I really appreciate that people like you, you know, I say it all the time. All the cool libertarians are Trump supporters. All the cool libertarians are able to look past, ooh, my tariffs and see, wow, he's getting out of the UN small arms treaty. That would essentially mean global systems. You'd have to, you would file an application to get a gun and it wouldn't get approved by your local government or your state government, which is already totally against the constitution. It would get approved by some UN master of the universe in another continent under the small arms treaty. That is abhorrent. And the fact that President Trump is getting us the hell out of that, I Second Amendment people should be celebrating in the streets over this. Amen. We should be having balloon releases. We should be having dove releases. Oh my God, the President of the United States of America actually recognizes our sovereignty and our freaking Second Amendment. You would think that libertarians out there would be like, no, they're not because they want favors from the Democratic Party and the Republican establishment. That's why I left the LP last year because I'm done. I'm done. You want to talk about sovereignty and personal liberty? Then let's get real here. And I want to thank Enrique for taking on 
chairman of the Proud Boys for this reason. I know he was working for the Ron Paul campaign, and that's what Proud Boys and the Liberty Movement should be about. Saving America. We believe in small, regulated government. For all the problems that I have with Trump, at least he listens. Can you imagine if Hillary Clinton was president right now? Ow! You little libertarians want to keep your guns? Ha 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 ha! I will get you, my pretties, and your little guns too! That's exactly what she would have been doing. Thank you, Jesus, that Donald Trump somehow, you know, oh, Tom, sorry. I, I know I get crazy sometimes. No, you're <laughs> totally good. I love it. But, you know, it's completely true. God only knows what we would have under this country. She would probably su be suing state governments like mine here in Kansas. We have constitutional carry. Our Second Amendment is our license. You know that would not exist in a Hillary Clinton presidency. You would know that that would not exist in a Jeb Bush presidency. You know, there was absolutely no alternative to President Trump. I'm probably a lot like you. I was for Ron Paul. And then in 2016, when it comes around, I'm looking at Rand and I'm like, I don't know, Rand, I don't have a lot of faith in you. He immediately hits Trump out the gate on that first debate. And from then yeah. on, it's like, all right, I guess we know who the real candidate is. I guess we know who the real choice is. Any other of these guys, you know, a lot of people don't remember. And you, you talk about the bombing of Syria and not that I'm a fan, not that I'm saying we need to be uh, starting new foreign interventions. I certainly am not. Not, but every single other candidate from the Democrat Party and the Republican Party said that we needed a no-fly zone over Syria. That means a military occupation in Syria. President Trump was the only one who stood up and said, no, that's insane. So I'll take a couple bombs over a literal invasion of Syria so we can put up airplanes in the sky to keep anybody else from being up there. I'm so glad you said it that way because it's exactly what I'm thinking in my heart. Yeah, I don't like it, right? But I will take that over a full-on fucking war that Hillary Clinton is spearheading. That's insane. And at least Donald Trump is saying, you know what? We've been the world's police officers for far too long. It's time for the rest of the world to pay the piper. We, we the United States of America, cannot be shit on anymore and expected to fund you with our taxpayers' dollars coming from our citizens to fund your bullshit. It's got to stop. I really love that President Trump, you know, people call him a strong man. They call me a fascist, whatever. But the fact that he is getting these people to pay for protection. I mean, if we're going to be the world's policeman, at least pay for it. Amen. <laughs> so at least. Amen. You think libertarians out there would be all about this? Like we're, we're fiscally conservative and socially liberal. We're going to figure out the money, right? Why are libertarians out there like, oh, well, maybe I should just be uh, more friendly to the left right now because, oh, uh, you know, I hate everyone so much that fuck Trump. Right. <laughs> You know, it's they've got this weird idea, these these quasi libertarians, where it's almost like they just want to accelerate the end of all free market principles in the world. And then a miracle occurs and we all live in Ancapistan. It will just be beautiful. So, uh, you know, I, I this has turned into a lot of strange bashing libertarians, but it 
it needs to be done. They're totally off the deep end. They're exactly as bad as the Coke conservatives, which I guess Cokes are nominally libertarian. And now you've got them saying there's no such thing as big tech censorship. There's no such thing as conservatives being beaten up in the street for wearing a MAGA hat. This is all a fantasy. We are all just getting along just fine. Everything is great. China is stealing our intellectual property. Intellectual property shouldn't exist. It's no big deal. Everything's fine. So it, it again. Yes, yes, Tom. Go this. back to sleep. Go <laughs> right. back to sleep. Yes. So That's I am, thing. you know, and, you know what, Tom? I love that. I, I, I love that because libertarianism is at my core. Like Ronald Reagan said, you know, republicanism today should be libertarianism. As far as I'm concerned, libertarians should want to protect their free state. We have the state that has been the most free throughout the entire ages. Why? Because of free market capitalism. Why is the Libertarian Party today so hunky-dory with the left? I and again, Louis, I just say it's because all the cool Libertarians are now Trump supporters. That's the only answer. Hey, shout out to Enrique. Shout out. You know, I met Enrique. He and I, uh, uh, to let another person at CPAC uh, uh, have some fun, we'll just say that, uh, we actually bunked in a hotel room so someone else could have the privacy for some female company. And uh, it was he, he is at heart a libertarian. It was interesting talking to him that night. Uh, and of course, the Proud Boys in general. Louis, I know that you're a former member and still a fond supporter, but I always have to say, I know there's probably a lot of Proud Boys in the audience right now, or at least a lot of uh, supporters in the audience right now. Thank you for existing. I honestly yes. don't think last year when I went to Denver to speak at your event, I don't think I would have walked out of there alive if not for the 30 or 40 Proud Boys who were in attendance, making sure we didn't get killed. These guys had knives. They had bottles full of feces and urine. I mean, they are some of the most insane, violent people in the world. And the Proud Boys are just there to look tough and make sure a fight doesn't happen. They're doing what the police are too afraid to do in many cases. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. That's what American men used to be about, was standing up for those that couldn't speak for themselves. That's exactly what Proud Boys are today. Zach, if you can get the next clip lined up, uh, Tom, we're going to go ahead and talk about what Antifa did to us. You were there at September 15th. I invited you to speak at our rally. Thank you for coming out. Your speech was awesome, on point, and hilarious. It was glorious. So the next clip that I am going to show, Zach, as soon as you can roll that up here in a few seconds. So this happened to me last week. So last week, local Antifa leader, Karen Sadaro, she's a big leader of Occupy Denver and Antifa, she and her cohorts attacked my friends and police officers at our free speech event. Major League Liberty on September 15th of 2018 held an event to protest internet censorship of conservatives. None of us were arrested. No Proud Boys were arrested. No Major League Liberty was arrested. Seven Antifa members were arrested. So what I did last week was I went to an open public trial hearing for Karen Sodaro. After the sentencing happened, I left the courtroom with my friend Reno, who I'm sure is watching right now, great friend. We left the courtroom early to avoid the confrontation. What happened immediately after that was I had James Rotten from Unicorn Riot run up to me, chase me down, grab me by the shoulder, pull me back, 
to where the point where Reno started filming. You'll hear me say, hey, why are you doing this? Are we really doing this right now? Are you trying to go outside and have some fun? Why was I saying that? Because we were in a courtroom surrounded by police officers, and I have Antifa emboldened, knowing this, and the cameras are everywhere. They wanted to mess with me. Not only that happened, they wrote an article about me, and it gets even worse from there. So in case you missed it, boys and girls, take a look at what happened last week as I went to this trial to try to find justice for my friends and the police officers here in Colorado. Go ahead and roll that clip, Zach. We're really going to do this. Yeah, we're doing it. What do you guys want to do? You want to go outside and have some fun? Is that what you're trying to do? Why are oh, you in my making, face? No, why are you in my sense. face? I'm not in your face. You're right in my you're face. In no, face. No, you're in his grist face. You're right up in his face. What are you talking about? I'm talking to you. I, I, I know who you're talking about. We're, what are we're, you talking about? We're the one who's known for uh, having yeah, fuck, fuck off and leave then. Yeah, we were. Okay, okay fuck off and leave. We're fucking uh, off and leave. Okay, do, yeah. do it a little faster. Why would you even come to mess with me? I'm not messing with you. Oh, wow. I'm wondering what, what you're doing here. You're you're the I was local the alt right Nazi. I am not a local alt right Nazi. Who threatened a woman to show up to her court I did not threaten After your crew attacked them. Our crew? Yes, none of our crew was arrested. Your crew and the cops. You guys okay, attack fuck police off officers. a little faster. Fuck off a little I don't faster. have to do anything. I'm in a public space. Okay. I can be here. You okay. can be here. Good for you. Right. Good. So Why what do you, you, got, what what you got to say? I have nothing what to say to you. Say? Nothing to say You're to you. You're Nazi trash. Get the fuck out of here. Nazi. I'm a Nazi? Yes, you are. I'm Hispanic. How am I Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what twists and turns your stupid ass brain has taken, but that's what happened. You ended up in this weird None, none of us were arrested. This is James Rotten. So what? Seven of you we don't give a fuck about the law. Wow. We, well, at least you're honest. <laughs> at least you're honest, man. You, you think the law is on our side? The law is on your side, you right-wing piece of shit. This is glorious. Yeah. Wow. You don't want to admit here that you corroborate with the police? I don't corroborate with the police. I'm a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other bizarre I like your boy twist, Polis. But, but um, okay, anyway. Uh, I'm going to give you... Would you, would you mind finding just in a couple of sentences what is libertarian? I don't. I don't really want to talk to you guys, man. I, I don't. <laughs> I fuck don't. off. We are fucking. Okay, off. please. All right. You're the one that chased us out. Yeah, we were leaving. You. We were. We were leaving. <laughs> we were peacefully. leaving. You come up to me and get up on my face. Uh, no, I wanted to make sure you didn't come. Come to. Oh, yeah, I wanted to make sure you weren't able to do what you came to do. Do what? Harass. Oh yeah, quit your victim stance. Got the law. Quit your victim stance. This is you ain't no victim. You ain't no victim. This is ridiculous. You are not no victim. This is the victim. Sadaro skated. Sadaro skated again, but she's gonna get caught. Right? It's always the same. She's gonna get caught. You should be happy, right? This is good that the cameras. What does that mean? She's gonna get caught. Well, she was caught here. No, no. She got. She got off. What do you mean she's, but she's gonna she's gonna, gonna screw up like she always does and eventually it's gonna catch up with her. Are you threatening her? <laughs> How is that a threat? Oh yeah, I'm that's always a threat. Who's gonna catch her? Why don't you make a white supremacist? Who's gonna catch her? Are you guys threatening to catch her? Okay, yeah, there you go. It's not a white supremacist. Yeah. No, it's called All white right. power. It was a prank, and you fell for it. It was a prank, and you fell for it. Yes, it was a prank. It's not a prank. This is not the white supremacist. This is ridiculous. People that aren't Nazi people are not pranks. Have fun. Yeah, you can go ahead and cut it. So as you can see, I was not harassing. You know, James Rotten. So the guy you see in the glasses there, that guy, he goes by James Rotten on Facebook. 
I'm not saying go flood him with hate messages. What I'm saying is this James Rotten character, he works for Unicorn Riot. They have a huge, a specific hard-on for myself and my team here at Major League Liberty. We're doing great things over here. Am I not allowed to go see a public hearing where an Antifa leader here in Colorado attacked seven police officers, seven of them were arrested, and they attacked innocent people? Am I not allowed to be there? I left the hearing of trying to avoid conflict, and this is what happened. If I wanted conflict, I would have been filming the entire time and poking them in the chest. No, I wanted to see justice for myself and my friends. That was it. It doesn't end there. They ended up writing an article about me, which we're going to see here in just a couple of minutes. Tom, did you get a chance to watch this video? I did. You know, I, uh, you, you sent it to me on Facebook. Like, can you believe this is happening? And so I shared it. And, you know, the number one thing that everybody pointed out, which I know you have to deal with these same exact people over and over and over again. So maybe you don't notice, Louie, but that guy is like a typecast. If you were a Hollywood producer in a right wing America and you needed to, you needed to, you needed somebody to fill the role of a beta cuck loser, you would hire that guy before anybody else. The glasses, the low T just emanating from him i believe was he holding a book about feminism while he was sure was. right there it's such yes. a joke it, it is a joke it's it's absolutely absurd he he gets up in my face grabs me pulls me from behind so then reno my friend who used to be one of them says hey louis you know what i'm filming now i was trying to leave i didn't want to fight with you guys do you understand antifa my friends and followers out there from antifa I was trying to leave. I came to see if justice was going to be served. It wasn't served. Once again, Karen Sadaro, who's called the police on herself multiple times, over 20 times for trying to kill herself and overdosing on heroin. Yes, this is your local leader of Antifa and, and occupied Denver. She's been trying to kill herself and falsely uh, <laughs> claim suicide and all this crazy shit with the police here in Denver. We know who you are, Karen. We know what you're about. I have multiple people that used to be homeless that have seen that they, they've taken the red pill. Multiple homeless people here in Colorado who you claim to fight for have taken the red pill and woken up. So now I know everything about you because I actually fight for injustices of people out there. You abuse and use them. Not only that, local leftist rags here in Colorado wrote false articles about me, my friends, my podcast. I'm done with it. I want to see justice be served. That's why I was there. I wasn't there to harass a woman at a court date. Your woman at this court date assaulted police officers. You know, Louis, something I don't get is how do they think that they can say you're harassing and you're doing this and you're doing that when you've got it on footage? You have camera. I mean, you have an iPhone or whatever phone you use. You're sitting there recording them. How are they saying that events transpired when you have direct evidence that didn't transpire? It's totally baffling to me. And, you know, it just I guess it kind of goes to what we were talking about earlier. Even they're living in their own upside down world, parallel universe, an alternate dimension in which they are right about everything. They have no responsibility for their actions, but then their vile enemy, everything they do is breaking the law. You can walk outside of your house and grab the newspaper, Louie, and you will break five laws in these people's mind. You need to be locked up for being a white supremacist, Nazi, KKK, literally drumpler. They're just 
living in their own little self-constructed clown world. And it's kind of precious hog, to see hog. them. Exactly. It's kind of precious to see them like this, you know, getting in your face, then accusing you of a crime. There's there, there are memes about this, you know, they punch you and then they say, he assaulted me. It's, I don't understand. And I'm glad I don't have to deal with it. And I don't know how you do. I hope that you have, I, lawyers are very expensive. Everybody says, sue, 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 but I hope you have lawyers. I do. I do have lawyers and uh, I'm not going to say much more about that, but I do have to say James Rotten from Unicorn Riot. You want to have some fun? You want to fight? You better believe in the immortal words of Alex Jones. You got one. Um, Zach, when you do get a chance, let's go ahead and pull up that article. When you, when you get a chance, no rush on, um, on Zach, but so one week after this, this transcript perspires, Antifa goes ahead and writes an article about me. Whenever Zach gets a chance to pull that up on live, they call <laughs> it's glorious too. I'm sure he'll show it in just a second. I love the picture that local Colorado Antifa chose of me. It's very flattering because I personally love this picture of myself. Shows me in a shirt, you know, Colorado infidel. I got the Gadsden flag behind me. I got Rand and Ron Paul in there. You know, this is a good picture. It's a good representative picture of me. But let's go ahead and go through this. Louis appears to have frozen. I'm not sure if that's really happening or if that's just on my end. Um, so this article, I read it because I thought, you know, I, I get a little bit of jilted, to be completely honest. Every single time Louie has an article written about him, I scroll, 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 hoping that I'm going to be in it. I've been talking to Louie for over a year now. I've been to his events. I've spoken at his events. I never get mentioned. But it was an absolute train wreck of an article where Antifa plays its usual game of we're going to say that he talked to this guy once upon a time and therefore for this guy is a Nazi, which he's not. So Louie must be a Nazi. I think we, we got you back, Louie. Yes, I am back. And yeah, I think Zach does have the article up. I just wanted to briefly go over this. It's honestly hilarious. So Zach, I know it, you don't have to do too much, but boys and girls, if you want to check out this article, cospringantifa.wordpress.com, you're going to go ahead and find out a nice, pretty article about myself that was written just a couple days ago. You scroll down here, it says, with all the excitement over the Identity Europa Discord leaks and the ensuing Identity Europa profiles, things have been busy. Today, we've got a profile that is long overdue. This is where it gets hilarious, boys and girls. Louie Huey is the host of the live stream podcast, Major League Liberty. The pages bills itself as libertarian, but is largely a mouthpiece for Trump supporters. Yeah, because I support Trump. Oops. Is that a crime? My God. <laughs> Case in point, Roger Stone was a recent guest. Oh my God, I'm a journalist. Who knows? Ooh. Louis is very active in the Denver area, covering rallies and events of interest to the Blue Lives Matter crowd. That's a lie in itself. I'm a libertarian. I support cops that support the Constitution. Uh, if you actually watch my podcast and what I have to say, you might know that. Let's carry on with the article. Louis is also not above hitting the streets for some ridiculous gotcha style journalism and has become a well-known nuisance for Denver area activists. Which side of the aisle activists? Because on as far as I'm concerned, my side of the aisle loves me. His full name is Lewis Zachary Huey. And when he isn't riling up Trump voters, he works for Huey Construction. And I do want to say right there, you fucking idiots. You tried to dox me? I run Huey Construction. 
Ain't nobody getting fired over here, bitch. Sorry. Carrying on. Huey got his start rubbing elbows with established fascists during the summer of 2017, which saw a rise in freedom rallies, grassroots versions of the Act for America protests. These freedom rallies became big events for patriot groups like the Highwaymen, who were associated with Castle Rock, Colorado resident Joe Geneva. Hey, guess what, boys and girls? Just because I've been at an event where a Highwayman was at doesn't mean I'm a conservative, you know, Confederate kind of rebel flag wearing dude. Doesn't mean that at all. Unicorn Riot was at Charlottesville. Does that mean that they're fucking white nationalists? Excuse my language. And Joe Geneva did nothing wrong as far as I'm concerned. Get out of here. They carry on down in the article. Not only does Huey cover local fascist gatherings, but he also traveled to Portland, Oregon last summer with Proud Boy Zach Leitner to take part in the street violence inspired by Patriot Prayer leader Joey Gibson. Nobody in Portland was there to cause street violence. See, that's how they, they never actually show evidence. It's ridiculous. They go on to show pictures of me and my friends in Colorado actually doing actual activism. It's just ridiculous. And then they go on to dox friends of mine in Colorado. So David Huntwork is a friend of mine. He runs an awesome page called Dave the Sage here in Colorado. You know what? Dave and myself, we're never going to agree 100% of the time. But you know what? Dave has the right to free speech. Dave holds awesome events, and so do I, and so do Major League Liberty. There's no reason why you need to dox all these Colorado Patriots. I mean, we're talking this article right here actually shows addresses and phone numbers and pictures of people's houses to people who've been active in this Colorado movement. It's absurd. Absolutely absurd. You know what? Antifa out there, you think we're going to go quietly into the night. Prepare for fun. Prepare for fun. They even go on to say that we're hateful people because we're talking badly against the pedophile drag drag queen story hour. Tom, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just glad you're hanging out with us, man. And I'm glad that you came out here to Colorado to see what we have to deal with, dude. Well, and it is totally insane. You know, these are public figures, but you can't sit there and dox them. This is, I'm no lawyer. You always got to say that, right? But this seems flagrantly illegal to me, what they're doing to you. They're obviously, this is a call to action to go and commit violence against you and your associates. And this is always the game they play. Well, you see, Louis Huey talked to this guy in 2018, and this guy talked to this guy in 2017, who talked to this guy in 2013, who talked to this guy in 2005, who is best friends with David Duke. Nazi confirmed. You know, if we played the same rule, if we had this same rule book, if it worked, which it doesn't, it doesn't work for them and it wouldn't work for us. But how many radical Democrats, you know, it's like you have to play two layers of connection to get to Farrakhan or Louis, uh, what is that awful woman's name? Linda Sarsour, you know, all of these people, they all are best friends. They hang out. You know, you had Alinsky and Hillary Clinton was her favorite human being. You know, they, if we played these same exact rules, which I do not condone or recommend because one, it's a bad strategy, doesn't work. Two, putting people's addresses out is illegal. You cannot do that. That is definition doxing unless it's a public address that everybody already knows anyway, which I'm guessing these are not. But 
The Democrats, it would be so much easier to frame all of them as monsters if we played by their rules. And thank God we don't, because again, what are they proving here? I, they're not going to win over a single heart or mind by trying to put you and your associates in imminent danger. All that's going to do is, like you say, try to cow you into silence. And Louis, I've met you before. You're not the type to back down. I just don't think it's going to work ever. Oh, yeah. No. Like I've said multiple times, I will not go quietly into the night, and I will not go down without a fight, and this is, in fact, illegal. Like you said, Tom, that's all I have to say about that, but I do have friends out there that happen to hold lawyer. Uh, we'll just go with that. Um, Zach, get the next clip ready. Um, Tom, this will be a good pee break for you here when this video rolls. But I do just want to remind the folks out there what happened. Back in September 15th of 2018, Major League Liberty, we held a great event, which all patriots across this country need to start doing and standing up for the First Amendment. We did, in fact, do that. Uh, Zach, when you do get a chance to roll that, get that ready. Um, James Rotten from Unicorn Riot and the rest of them, I just want to say, if you want to play with fire, that's my game. I got lots of fire. I ain't going anywhere. Um, yeah, Zach, get that clip ready. We're going to go ahead and roll that here in just a few minutes. I, I, Tom, it just blows my mind. These people are cowards, man. They can't actually go out there and stand for something that they believe in because what they believe in is complete and total lies, and it's complete double think and double standard. I don't I never once called to silence them. I've never once called for violence upon them. I've never once doxed them. I've always played by the rules of the fair fair use doctrine and honest to heart dialogue. They don't like to do that with me, Tom. It's getting old. Well, it absolutely is. I mean, they can't play by the rules. And the thing is, not only have you never done that, I know you, you have no desire to do that. You know, I have no malice in my heart. I don't want my enemy to be killed. Everything I do from speaking at your events to doing my show to writing articles at Big League Politics to God Emperor Trump, it's all to avoid violence. That's all I want deep down. I'm a libertarian, non-aggression principle. Nobody hurts anybody. That's the name of the game. It's these guys who play by these ridiculous rules. It's these guys who literally want violence. And I just cannot see this ending well for them. Unless, of course, you know, this seems to be the case that you go and then you try to get a little bit of justice and you find out that they have this amazing legal firm and you're sitting there. And I think I can say these things because I don't know what you've got going on. I honestly do not. But you've end up finding out that they've got Soros or somebody like that funding their legal defense so that they can lie with impunity, they can dox with impunity, they can assault you with impunity. And meanwhile, we can't do that. So my hope, and again, I have no idea what you've got going on, so I'm not spoiling anything because I literally don't know. But my hope, Louis, is that you and your friends in high places, so to speak, can bring the arm of the law down on these lunatics. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know if that means you get it criminally. I don't know if that means you get it civilly. But it's got to happen. These people cannot be allowed to do this with impunity and just get away. I mean, they get away with it over and over and over again. And that's, I, I think, part of the reason why you are more, more, or were, I should say, more frustrated with President Trump than I was is because I live here in MAGA country. I live here in Wichita, Kansas, where it is safe. 
we don't have these people. I've had zero articles written about me. When you were having technical difficulties, I joke. You know, every time you get one of these written about you, I sit there and I look and I'm like, ooh, is my name in here? Has anybody ever figured out who I am? And no, thankfully, no. They have not for once figured out who I am. And it, it, it's good and bad. But I get to live in peace because of where I live. Meanwhile, you have this absolute insanity happen to you and your friends just for existing and being pro-Trump on a daily basis. So my heart goes out to you, and I am hoping for some real justice out of all this. Amen to that. With that being said, boys and girls, everything that you just saw over the past few minutes can be – we're going to take a rewind back in history. This next video you're going to see is me a week after our event. Go ahead and roll that clip, Zach. Back in rewind in history. Go ahead and roll it. What's up, boys and girls? It's Louis Huey here. Just in case you didn't know, we actually had an event yesterday. We actually protested and rallied against internet censorship of conservatives. We had a great event. It was a great time. Patriots of all colors and creeds came out, and we had some great speeches, and we had a great time. Uh, Antifa did not have such a great time. In fact, six of them were arrested yesterday. No Patriots, no Proud Boys were arrested. Actual some Antifa members were actually attacking cops, uh, they actually hit and cracked our skulls. Six uh, Proud Boys were hit over the head with batons yesterday. There's a media blackout about it. They don't even want to let people know that we had an event yesterday, even though we were loud as hell. They have no idea. Nobody even knows. You might know because Antifa right now is trying to play it off like the victims, of course. They were, in fact, attacking police officers, attacking Proud Boys, and just basically being unruly people. We had a great time yesterday. Go ahead and check it out. Oh, uh, we are live here with Fresh, Proud Boy Fresh. What happened today, Fresh? Well, today we're coming back from having a couple drinks pre-rally, and uh, we were met by Antifa, and they tried to attack us. They took the flag out of my hands, and we had to get back, so these individuals started attacking us. They initiated it. Number one, they initiated this. We went there to start a fight with them. We were there just to show that we're not afraid of them, okay? So they started attacking us. We started moving well, around, and the police officer, one police officer showed up, and he started attacking the police officer once, uh, you know, he was trying to detain them. So we had to have the police officers back until the other backups were the road, right? And uh, it's pretty much long and short, man. They, they went to jail and we didn't, so. Yeah, no Proud Boys and Six Antifa, no Proud Boys arrested, yeah. Six Antifa arrested. That's exactly right. I mean, these are the people that are the aggressors. We're not afraid of you. Stand up to you every fucking yeah. time you come at us. Amen. This is, this is what Proud Boys do. Cut your boy. Amen. Thank you, Fresh. I don't know if you knew about that. So, yes, that was my buddy Fresh talking about what happened prior to the rally. Uh, so there was a group of Proud Boys, probably about 10 to 12 of them, coming to the event through Civic Center Park. They were walking you know, uh, east through Civic Center Park to get up to the rally. They were ambushed by the Antifa dance party. Dance party. Um, and six Proud Boys were cracked over the head with metal batons. One of them actually started attacking a police officer. Uh, all six of those Antifa members are, in fact, still in jail. But you can go to Google right now. You can go to any search engine and try to find out what happened yesterday with the arrests. Nothing. There's not even a mention of our rally yesterday. Amazing, isn't it? You'd think the people would want to know about this. Did uh, so Haley didn't make it royal? No. I might be going to Austin this weekend. They're, they're raising funds for me. Well, you moving to that shitty ranch? Yeah, I saw her post something about it. Why wouldn't you guys first come with us? That range is like, why, 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 why
Flag they were stepping on. Flag they were stepping on, folks. We so, Jack, while we're setting up, it. just go ahead and let us know what happened. Ah, we went down to a bar. We were enjoying ourselves, getting ready for the event beforehand. And then we came down. We came down the street, started walking up, about two blocks down, coming from the bar. And as we were going, trying to go across the intersection, there they were, right across the intersection. So we walked across, and we asked them what was up. Like, they, they wanted to walk across this flag right here. You know what? And with what's going on today, it's all about free speech. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer that, you know what? Even though I have a virulent hatred for walking over the flag, that's your right. Covered by the First Amendment, go right ahead. But then they decided to get a little bit goofy by trying to rip out the flag out of someone else's hands. Yep. And that's kind of where it all started. We didn't want that to happen. So how's your how's your head feel after getting hit? Oh, it feels great. Yeah. I got I got an epiphany. That's what I got from that. I knew like this isn't this isn't the American. How you feel? So yes, just in case you didn't know him, that was my friend Jack. He was also cracked over the head by a metal baton yesterday. So there was a bunch of Antifa members attempting to light a United States of America flag on fire, and Jack swooped in and saved it and got cracked over the head with a metal baton. Isn't it amazing how Antifa is out there fighting capitalism, yet they went out and bought an American flag by means of capitalism and then attempted to light it on fire and then started cracking skulls? There's your Antifa right there. Go ahead and take a look at what they did to my friend Martin. So much love and tolerance being spread by Denver and Colorado Springs Antifa. Amazing. All right, so some of our guys got hit by Antifa. Waiting on more news. Uh, we're about 15 minutes away from starting our event. So as you saw right there in that video, I was up at the Capitol trying to set up for my event. I had the permit. Major League Liberty, my podcast here, we had the permit, we had the event, we wanted things to go smooth, we wanted to have a great time. But as you can see in that video, Antifa down in the park, they had other plans. They violently attacked us, they violently attacked police officers, and there's no words about it. Media, complete, full blackout. Imagine my shock. Not only are we being censored on the internet, now we're being censored in real life too. So... With all that being said, not only did Antifa attack police officers and innocent patriots, they also had an infiltrator amongst us yesterday. Go ahead and take a look at this. What you're about to see here is what Colorado State Patrol strictly said, no filming. So we had an Antifa infiltrator actually filming his security brief to try to keep us safe. Watch what they posted. This cop actually did like a three-minute security brief on what he's going to do to protect us and protect them. Keep that in mind. They cut this down to about a 30-second clip, making it seem like Colorado State Patrol were a bunch of Nazis and wanted to fight Antifa, too. Take a look at this. Here we have Denver DSA. Denver police caught on camera letting the Nazis know that they're on the same side. Something strictly was prohibited here, not filming the police officer's safety briefing. But guess what? We had an Antifa infiltrator recording and trying to make the cops look like Nazis, which they clearly weren't. They were clearly saying that they aren't going to have any Proud Boys or any Patriots fighting with Antifa. They wanted us to go home. That's what they wanted, and that's what we did. But lo and behold, Denver Antifa trying to make cops look like Nazis. Again, they were, in fact, protecting them, too. Okay, no videotaping. No, no videotaping. 
videotaping on this part. All right? I know some of you came here to fight. I can tell by what you're wearing. That's not happening today. If you want to fight, stick around. I've got a couple guys. They also want to fight. Something <laughs> <laughs> on that. All right. I got How convenient. The video editing there of our local friends here, Antifa in Colorado. Hi, friends. Or should I say, assholes. I hope you enjoyed our event yesterday, and I hope you enjoyed listening to every single word that we all had to say. There was no hate, no racism, no bigotry. There was all love, all colors and creeds, all Americans on our side. Bunch of haters on your side. And how convenient you clipped out 30 seconds of this cop's three-minute video here. Uh, this cop clearly was saying he didn't, he wasn't going to put up with any of us fighting with you guys. That's not what he wanted. He wanted us to go home. I was standing right there. He gave us a three-minute speech. He said, if you want to come back and fight, you're gonna. You, I got guys on my side that are going to fight. He was saying that if you want to come back, he's going to fight you and put you in jail. That's Proud Boys. That's Patriots. That's me. If we would have disobeyed their orders, they would have gotten after us. You can see how this clip edited down to a 15-second clip would make it seem like all the Proud Boys are a bunch of Nazis and the cops are in on it too. No. In fact, since there was so many fights and skirmishes, I was warned three times during that event that if another fight broke out or if you guys attacked one of us again, the whole thing was getting shut down. And it's clearly, you guys, fake news. Sad. The police gave us the exact same speech that they gave the other side, Antifa, across the street in the park. There was going to be no funny business allowed, no weapons Nothing like that allowed. And if you did show up like that, you would, in fact, be removed and possibly jailed. Uh, but you know what's funny is Logan and myself were actually getting a cup of coffee about two hours before the event. We caught up next to these losers. Oh, we're having a dance party. Come join us. There was four of them in full black block, shields, weapons, and all. And they were, in fact, attacking Proud Boys. Imagine that. Sounds like a real dance party. Hmm. Oh, man. Hello. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So we are in Denver, boys, and yep. we're just getting a coffee, walking around Denver for our rally. And Antifa's already out here. Uh, Spread size. Yeah, I'm Start. Yep. Nobody assaulted you. They're not even here yet. Why are you dressed in black block? Oh, sweet. They brought shields. They're going to get kicked out. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you're going to get kicked out of the rally. Yep. Which is fine with us because this ain't about you. Let us do our thing. It's hilarious walking right next to them. Uh, think they recognize us yet? They don't even realize we're on this side of the street yet. <laughs> they don't even realize we're right next to them. Right. Oh my god, a proud blazer talking today. Oh my god. Yeah. I guarantee you, they did not get assaulted. <laughs> that is such propaganda. A proud boy just assaulted us, and we sound super okay with it for some reason. Look at that dude in black block with a shield. Proud boy. Should we just go dance with them? Like, no. realize who we are? We gotta stay across the street. CSP is doing a good job for us. So it's not... Thank you, Colorado. Thank 
cars. They yeah. So they got sticks and shields. Sticks and shields. We have none of that. How many do you think there were? Three? Eh, three or four. Something like that. So, guys. Anti-fascist dance party, guys. Anti-fascist dance party. Because if we were fascists, that's how you would stop us, is with a dance party. But anyway, we're going to do our thing. They didn't even realize we were walking right next to them. But yeah, like Logan was saying, uh, so like Logan was saying, they're showing up in Blacklock right now, and they're going to get kicked out because they got shields and weapons. We yep. talked with the Colorado State Patrol already. They're not going to allow any of that. So have fun at your dance party. You're getting kicked out. Exactly. I've never known a dance party to have shields and weapons at it. That's hilarious. I wonder what that face looks like when you were hoping that lots of people in Denver were going to show up for a dance party to protest what you call alt-right Nazis and white supremacists. And you end up having six of you attack police officers and, and innocent patriots. And six of you go to jail. And nobody else goes to jail. Hmm. We actually had a very successful rally yesterday, boys and girls, and we went out and we said our thing. We did our thing. We protested internet censorship of conservatives. And like I say, Liberty does, did yesterday, and always will prevail. Love you all. You can go ahead and cut it, Zach. Yeah, that, that we had a great event back in September. You know what? Tom, my special guest tonight, he had a great speech as well. And that was glorious, Tom. I, your speech, I almost want to play it, but for time's sake, I can't. But well, well, Louis, I've got to say, um, I was probably three feet to the left of that Antifa guy who was recording when the police officer specifically said, "No more recording. Everybody, turn off your phone, turn off your camera, whatever you got, turn it off." So that this is the first time learning about this. That actually almost unnerves me a little bit. And obviously, I mean, I was there, and the guy was saying, "Look, if you stay in this area after I tell you to leave." Me and my people are going to kick your ass. And if you come back afterwards, we're still going to be here. So if you think you're going to go around the block a couple times and come back and go into a fist fight with Antifa, we're going to kick your ass then. I mean, it was actually kind of unnerving. We have this great, energetic, fun rally. We're all laughing and having a good time. I made fun of Antifa to their face, which now I'm having second thoughts about almost a year later. But... <laughs> It was a great high energy event and all of a sudden the police come over and they say, you've got to get the fuck out of here right now or you will die. That's essentially what they were telling us. Yep. And then the fact that we had, you know, it was extremely hot. Nobody was drinking water. Nobody planned uh, well, except the police. The police had plenty of water. If they were really uh, Nazi collaborators like Antifa thinks, you'd think they would have shared some of that water with us so we all didn't get dehydrated. But That would have been nice. We went to a uh, an establishment that was probably a mile walk away. We're all going as fast as we can, being dehydrated and tired to get there. And then nobody left that for a good solid two hours just to be on the safe side to make sure no crazy Antifa followed us. 
it's unnerving. It really is. And as we were walking, I wish that I'd caught it on video, but of course the police officer just said no recording. We had some crazy Antifa chick or dude or Zer with a, a mohawk stop her car and lean out the window sitting on the door saying, fuck you, Nazis, fuck. I mean, totally unnerving to know that uh, I, I'm almost glad you didn't share this with me at the time because I had no idea that we had an infiltrator standing two feet away from me. Totally insane, totally creepy. But uh, I learned something right? new today, Louie. I learned what you get to deal with. I know. And it's sad. We're, we're, we are quickly becoming here in Denver, Portland 2.0. And until Patriots start standing up and saying, hey, enough is enough, this is what we're going to get. You know why? Because me, myself, my podcast, my, my glorious crew over here at Major League Liberty, we're standing up. We're trying to save our country. We're trying to save our sovereignty. We're trying to save all of it. And we're showing you everything that we have to deal with. And it's, it's unfortunate. It's terrible. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, we got people out there calling us white nationalists and, and Nazis and, and we're hateful people and we got to be shut down. Good grief, man. We love America. What's so wrong with that? That's all we have ever cared about was loving America and your rights too. Even if I disagree with your rights or your, what you have, to, not your rights, what you have to say. Now we're being told that we're fascists and we're Nazis and all of it. Oh, good Lord. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. Uh, we're going to go ahead and continue on with the show. Boys and girls, I went to that court hearing last week because seven Antifa members attacked police officers, attacked my friends with metal batons, cracking their skulls, and local news refuses to talk about it. All they want to talk about is how hateful we are and how white supremacists we are. Even though we had African-American speakers, gay speakers, Hispanic speakers, yeah. We're so hateful that we include everyone. It, that's how stupid they really are. Um, Zach, when you get a chance, roll up the next clip. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I want to say thank you once again to my special guest tonight, Tom Papper. I love this guy. Uh, no homo included there but i love tom because tom is 100 percent on top of everything going on um my next clip we're gonna go ahead and go into my next segment for the night fake news of the week my next clip of the week tonight is john brennan yes calling trump a sociopath over calling the russian collusion delusion a witch hunt. Go ahead and roll this clip, boys and girls. Take a look at John Brennan last week. This is the same guy that lied to Congress saying that we they don't spy on the American public. This guy has the balls to say what he has to say right here. Go ahead and roll it, Zach. As far as what the president of the United States says about these very, very important issues. The president has been talkative lately, including on Hannity overnight. Sean Hannity over on Fox News, his first sort of uh, interview, if you will, in depth since we've seen some of these developments from the Mueller report, and he invoked your name. And I want to play what he had to say. I really say now we have to get down because this was a coup. This was an attempted overthrow of the United States government. These are sick people. 
These are sick, sick people. You know, so let's see what happens with McCabe and Comey and Brennan and Plapper. They weren't in the act. And let's see what happens and let's see how high it goes up because it's inconceivable when it goes to Clapper, Brennan, Comey, these people. I would imagine that some other people maybe a little bit higher up also knew about it and maybe a lot higher up. So that's the president alleging that you, among others, were in on the act for some kind of an attempted overthrow. How do you respond? <laughs> well, I don't think it's surprising at all that we continue to hear the sociopathic ramblings of Mr. Trump claiming that there was this effort to try to prevent him from being elected or to unseat him. And I welcome any type of, you know, continued investigation in terms of what we did during that period of time that we were in government. And I've testified in front of Congress. And you I'm would happy do it again? To, I, absolutely, I'll do it again. And so people have called for me to do it, and Rand Paul and others, they make these very specious allegations that have no basis in truth, but they put it into the bloodstream. And then unfortunately, certain networks will propagate that. Well, I wonder if one of the allegations that you're talking about is the one where Rand Paul said of you, Senator Paul said a high level source tells me it was Brennan who insisted the unverified and fake steel dossier be included in the intelligence report. That is something that was echoed actually by Bob Woodward over the weekend on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace saying that based on his reporting, it was the CIA that was pushing for the dossier to be included in the report or in the underlying IC investigation. That's absolutely incorrect. And 180 degrees from the truth. It was CIA that was pushing not to have it included or not to be taken into account at all in that intelligence community assessment. I've testified in front of Congress about that. I will continue to do it. But this was something that Jim Comey and the FBI thought it was appropriate that Mr. Trump, who was going to become the President of the United States, should be aware of this report that was circulating and how it could possibly be exploited by the Russians or others to try to undermine uh, this government. Rod Rosenstein, the Deputy Attorney General, also made mention of the past administrations in a speech overnight. I want to play for you what he had to say. Some critical decisions about that Russian investigation were made before I got there. The previous administration chose not to publicize the full story about Russian computer hackers and social media trolls and how they relate to Russia's broader strategy to undermine America. The deputy attorney general blaming the administration that you served in for not publicizing the threat from Russia enough. Does he have at all a legitimate point there? I don't I don't believe so for two reasons. One is that the last administration put out an intelligence community assessment and tried to be as comprehensive and as transparent as possible about what the Russians were doing. Could we in fact reveal all of our knowledge during the period of time leading up to the, the election, uh, which we could expose our sources and methods and our ability to monitor what the Russians were doing? So we had a delicate balance here, but before the Obama administration left office, we put out everything that we could. And uh, unfortunately, this administration and Donald Trump refuses to continue to uh, acknowledge what the Russians did and to take steps to prevent them from doing it in the future. And I truly suspect that Donald Trump would not mind if the Russians interfered again, if it was going to advance his prospects for re-election. Chris Ray says 2018 was just a dress rehearsal for 2020. He said that Absolutely. Yeah. Ain't that something else? Oh, wow. This is the same guy that was running the CIA that lied to Congress saying that, oh, we don't spy on American citizens. Uh, we don't do that. Yeah, what good grief. I mean, every libertarian out there right now should be in arms over what this guy has to say. Tom, what do you think? He is, a, he is one of these deep state liars. He's turned lying into an art. And then, you know, now that the Mueller report come out, he goes, he, uh, uh, well, I might have got some bad intel. Uh, <laughs> former CIA director. Uh, uh, sorry, guys. Bad intel. 
I'm not a liar. I'm on your side. He he's honestly, I'm glad that he seems so terrified nowadays because I think, God willing, he's gonna be in one of those dominoes that goes toppling over here in the next few months or at least the next year. Yeah, I, it's just it blows my mind. You know, if you want to talk about truth and transparency, this this Brennan guy is the exact same guy that lied to Congress saying that he wasn't spying on you. Right. That's a problem. That's not a partisan issue. That's not a left versus right issue. This is an American intelligence agency head telling you, oh, we're spying on you, but everything's okay. Go to sleep. Everything is fine. No. If you want to talk about liberty and transparency, this guy is a lying asshole working for the deep state. doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. This guy is working against your constitutional rights. End of story. That was the first part of my fake news of the week. Once again, uh, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in. And thank you so much for Tom Pappert tuning in with us as well. Um, my second part of the fake news of the week is coming up next. Uh, Zach, go ahead and get that next clip rolled up when you can. This next clip is CNN trying to change the narrative again. Once again, the Russian collusion delusion has been proven fake. So now CNN's going back to the whole, oh, you know, Trump's racist, Trump hates Jews, even though his son-in-law and his daughter are Orthodox Jews. Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and tune in to CNN. This is my fake news of the week right here. CNN's panel struggling with fake news. Go ahead and roll it, Zach. I just, I wonder um, how much easier um, it would be for the president to set a tone if he just would maintain that tone. Um, we talked already about Lisa, um, the way that he campaigned. And I think at a time like this, we of course want to be united. Um, of course we desire to be hopeful and to be supportive of allies and friends that I'm sure many of us all have, but it is very, very tricky to follow the tone of someone who, you know, regularly traffics in racism and fear mongering and anti-immigrant sentiment and all types of ways to further divide this country. So oh, good grief is one that he uses to reset period, not just when tragedy strikes. Yeah. I mean, let, let me just some sense. So this is tough because you, you know, you have a death here and you have people who are injured. Yeah. You could have had more deaths. We want to give on one hand, you want to give the president his due. But when you consider the language that we have been discussing over the last couple of days, especially with Joe Biden getting getting into the race, what the president has said, making excuses, revisionist history about what happened in Charlottesville and on and on. One has to wonder as a thinking, rational person, if he means those words and if they ring hollow to Americans who have been looking for him to say those things and stay the course as Angela has said, instead of trafficking in bigotry and yeah. racism and anti-Semitism and hate and making excuses for us. I want to believe it. I want to believe it. But I sat in this very seat last night and gave a blow-by-blow -blow explanation of why his revision of history, revisionist history of what happened in Charlottesville and what he said afterwards, why it was a total lie. 
So how do we reconcile that as America? I'm going to be real here. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, well, what do you have to say? What do you have to say? And, oh, let's hear the president. I'm going to be real. How do you believe him? What should we believe? You don't believe him. Look, and, and like everything right now, uh, the people who support him are going to be. No, we're not going to allow making excuses on this and network. The people for it. who uh, don't support him can hear through the hollowness of his words, because we're not talking about two years ago or the campaign. We're talking about two days ago when he was relitigating Charlottesville. Yes. We all saw uh, neo-Nazis with ticky torches uh, chanting Jews will not replace us. Jews will not replace us. It was precisely about anti-Semitism. We all saw and we all know that he didn't say a word about the black churches. We all know that he didn't say a word condemning Steve King, the congressman from uh, Iowa. So it's time after time after time after time. No, but you, no, you, know what I'm saying? you want to believe this. it. You want to. You want to, but it, it, we I need just don't to, know. but I don't know that we can. Yeah. Oh, please go ahead and shut that shit off. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. I'm sorry, boys and girls. How many times does Donald Trump have to disavow white nationalists or anti-Jews out there? Donald Trump is probably the most pro-Israel president we've had in a while. I have my issues with foreign aid for everywhere. That's that's not a, an, a race issue. That's a foreign aid issue. That's a taxation is theft issue. These people on CNN want to make it seem like everyone hates Jews and hates everybody. It's 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 so tiresome, Tom. I, I'm just I'm tired of it, man. I'm I'm not talking about race, color, or creed. I'm talking about fiscal responsibility. That's what I'm beholden to. Well, you know, Louie, the number one piece of that fake news segment is they willfully, it has to be willfully, you can't accidentally forget this part. The dude, the crazy guy, the sociopath, who if he's found guilty absolutely deserves to fry for it, he said in his manifesto, I hate Trump. He's a Zionist puppet. He's too pro-Israel. I don't support Israel. I he, The guy went on this anti-Semitic rambling just calling Trump a Jew. And so to say that Trump is in any way connected with this is totally insane. Oh, but his rhetoric empowers this guy. How? That does, that's, that's doing the same exact thing that your local Antifa chapter did. That's just asserting something with no evidence, no fact. Then they bring up the Charlottesville, where he said there were very fine people on both sides, comma, not the racist, not the KKK, not the white supremacists. They should be condemned. I mean, these people, they're totally anti-fact anti-reality they just want to live in their clown world honk 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 honking it up honk honkler is all over this bitch it's unbelievable i mean this media right here this mainstream media who's always anti-israel they want to sit here and tell us how trump supporters and trump are anti-semitic it's ridiculous i i just i there's no logic behind it, man. There really isn't. And again, you know, there's this tiny little insane group of people that hold these beliefs. You know, but so, this is something that I don't even want to talk about that because it's such fake news. But, you know, Louis, something that I always like to bring up when somebody talks about Trump, has he ever disavowed? Disavow, disavow David Duke. President Trump first disavowed David Duke in the year 2000 when he was exploring whether or not he wanted to run for president under the Reform Party, which is now almost completely defunct. And after the Reform Party, it was looking like 
like the choices were going to be Trump, David Duke, and this crazy Marxist thought. And he wrote an op-ed in the New York Times saying that because I do not want to be associated with neo-Nazis and Marxists, I am choosing not to run for president in the year 2000. So President Trump disavowing white supremacists since the year 2000, 20 years of it. They're never going to be happy. They will never accept that it's enough. They'll never say that he's done enough until he just retreats from public life. And of course, President Trump is like you and me. There is no such thing as backing down to this man. And God bless him for that. Amen to that. Damn, Tom, you, you're, you're a fucking man. You know that? You're, you're, you, you are a man. I hope <laughs> well, you know you. that, dude. Um, that is part of my fake news of the week there with CNN. I do have one more for fake news of the week. Uh, let's see here. Oh, actually, my next clip tonight, we're going to go ahead and switch into uh, immigration real quick before we finish off the night. So this just happened over the past couple days in Germany. Zach, go ahead and get this next clip ready when you can. So we had actual German citizens go out and interview migrants. Yes, migrants that came into Germany. So we have actual German citizens interviewing the migrants coming into Germany. Yes, these migrants, the Muslim migrants are saying that it's your fault, women, for being raped because you wear short skirts. This isn't a fucking joke, boys and girls. You have today's leftists out there saying that, oh, today's Americans, they're so whitewashed. They hate women. They think it's okay to rape women. We have rape culture on campus. Yeah, yet these same leftists are telling you that Muslim migrants have no, you cannot question them. Go ahead and roll this clip, Zach. This actually happened a couple days ago in Germany. Go ahead, roll us. Wenn, also, wenn, eine, wenn eine deutsche Frau zum Beispiel dann so ganz kurze Röcke ja. anhat und so ja, und zum hier so großen Ausschnitt, wäre sie dann wirklich, wäre sie selber schuld, wenn da irgendwas passiert? Oder? Das heißt, die sind, sel das sind selber, selber schuld, schuld? selber schuld daran, selbst schuld daran, dass sie mit fremden Menschen wow. verkümmerlich wird. Sind dann leicht bekleidete Frauen selbst schuld, wenn die so kein Gewalt haben oder so? Auf jeden Fall, 100 Prozent. Die so mindestens tragen, so damit die Zähne Ja, so auf jeden Fall, ich, so, dass man nicht so den aussieht, so, ja? Ja, ja 100 Prozent. Wenn das passiert, selber schuld. Auf jeden Fall, selber schuld. Ähm, sind leicht bekleidete Frauen selbst schuld, wenn sie vergewaltigt werden? Ja. 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 Was müssen die so mindestens tragen, so, so. damit... Aber mit drunter noch was drunter, so ein so. Ja. Also, aber wenn die irgendwie so ja. die Beine zeigen so, oder zu viel Ausschnitt haben oder so, ist ja. schuld. Ist die sind leicht bekleidete Frauen, selbst schuld, wenn sie vergewaltigt werden. Ja, ja. Ja, was müssten die so anhaben? Normale also, Kleidung, bedenkt bis wie viel müsste so ein Rock gehen? Niemand, aber auch gar niemand hat das Recht, eine Frau gegen ihren Willen anzufassen. Egal, ob sie leicht bekleidet ist oder selbst nackt draußen rumrennen würde. Könnte das vielleicht der Grund sein, warum sich die Vergewaltigungen in Deutschland anhäufen? Weil sich die Täter vielleicht gar keiner Schuld bewusst sind? Weil die Frauen ja diejenigen sind, die freizügig rumlaufen? Hier gibt es Gleichberechtigung und die Menschenwürde. Wenn jemand diese Werte und diese Einstellung nicht kennt, steht es jedem frei, diese kennenzulernen und anzunehmen. Aber wenn man dies nicht möchte und dies ablehnt, 
finde ich, hat man in diesem Land nichts zu suchen. Oder, liebe Frauen, möchtet ihr von Menschen umgeben sein, die euch die Schuld geben, wenn ihr gerade auf dem Boden liegt und von einem Typen vergewaltigt werdet, wenn ihr gerade die schlimmsten Minuten eures Lebens durchmacht und es andere einen Scheißdreck schert, wie euch es gerade geht? So eine Einstellung ist nicht tolerierbar und ich denke, jeder mit gesundem Menschenverstand möchte solche Leute nicht in seinem Umfeld haben. Eure Meinung? Ihr wisst Bescheid. Danke an Ruhrpatroulette für die Videoaufnahmen. في الشرع الحجاب فرض على المرأة طبعا الحجاب في الشرع له شروط شوف شلون الخصر يبين وللأسف كذلك مفاتنها تبين والعباية شوي قصيرها جزء من سيقانها تبين حرام لابد أن البنت تلبس عباية طويلة حتى يغطي كامل الرجل العباية اللي يكون فيها حزام تربط البنت احزام وتضك على الحزام ليش؟ عشان الخصر يبين حرام هذه تلاقون واحدة من القبل لابسة نقاب طبيعي ولكن ايش؟ كاشف عيونها حاطة ارموش تركيب حاطة شدو حاطة بما يسمى المسكرة وتسوي خط كحل كبير وتفتن الناس بعيونها هذا حرام ايش التنورة؟ التنورة قصيرة السيقان باينه هذا حرام وغلط شرعا، ليش حرام وغلط شرعا؟ لانه مخالف لعرف المجتمع، هذا الانسان يسمونه خنزير، الانسان اللي ما يغار على زوجته، اللي مش عم بيلبس مرته، شو بنقول له؟ خنزير خنزير، نعم انت خنزير، شوف شوف شكلك. الانسان اللي ما يخا... ما يغار على زوجته، انسان ديوث لا يشم رائحه الجنه. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, again, it blows my mind that today's leftists and feminists out there like, oh, there's a huge rape culture on today's American campuses. Yet, here we are. They want to tell us about how intolerant we are. We have to accept hordes of people from third world countries where they hate women. Women are allowed to dress as they are. You know what? I'm an American male. I like seeing bikinis. I like seeing women free. Am I am I a hateful person, Tom, for believing in that, that women should be free? You know, we had a giant movement in the West. And by the way, the backdrop's gone because the cat decided she needed her second bed. But we had this massive movement in the West in the last century that what a woman wears does not mean she's asking for it. No woman is ever asking for it. These crazy Islamists from the third world, these, these doctors, lawyers, and engineers, they're taking us back over a hundred years. We had the flappers in this country in what, the 20s, the 10s? And now you've got these people who have this radically different belief system. I mean, no, you're not anti-American. You're not anti-diversity. This is basic 21st century stuff that these people who are still stuck in the 700s will probably never understand. And you know, that should be one of the most easy to make and basic arguments against this type of immigration from the third world is that how are you going to take that crazy bastard who's sitting there saying that if a woman has, she can seduce you with her eyelashes, how are you going to take a person like that and drop him into America? We're not necessarily for the best, but we have Miley Cyrus working at award shows. We have Desmond is amazing. The 11 year old boy who dresses like a slutty 25 year old chick and, and drag dances for tips in gay nightclubs. How are you going to convince this guy who says that eyelashes mean a woman deserves to be raped and explain to him this stuff? You can't do it. This is a cultural gap that cannot be bridged. It's totally impossible. So 
I love that those people who did that video, they are absolutely amazing for coming up with that because that shows exactly what we're talking about. This is a clash of cultures that is going to only result, I'm afraid, and not from our side, in death, in rapes, in destruction. So that, again, horrifying, absolutely horrifying, and comical in a way, in a clown world sense, comical. Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong. Tom, you're an amazing individual. You think, you know, you're you're not allowed to think the way you think anymore. What you think now is what we call thought crime. So <laughs> we're going to be wrapping up tonight's show here, just a few minutes. Um, I do want to ask you my final thoughts tonight, Tom. What do you think is the best way moving forward to try to get people to think logically? Because honestly, the way you see what we just saw right there, logically with truth you cannot mix and co-mingle people this way and then say you know oh white men they're, they're the the perpetrators of rape culture and blah, blah 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 no white men have been cucked so hard here in america i mean i just want to know your final thoughts what do you think is going forward here uh tom what, what's going on with you well, as a brave thought criminal, I'll share my thoughts. <laughs> Thank you, Louie. Um, you know, I look at it this way. There is a certain amount of people or there are a certain amount of people that just probably cannot be saved. They are the equivalent of the guy who says eyelashes equals you can rape me. Uh, and, you know, these are the people like the unicorn riot guy who, again, I know nothing about what you're doing, but I hope that he pays legally for his crimes, assuming he's the one who did the crimes. I think he was. But... So you, you take 20% and you just say, all right, you're an insane person. I will make a meme about you and we shall move on. That's all we're going to do with you. But I really do believe, and I think my Facebook page is evidence in the fact that you're seeing right-wingers in Generation Y, Millennial, and Generation Z, the new millennials or whatever they're calling them, the Zoomers. I think there's a significant portion of this country that is still apathetic or undecided. And the best way we can wake those people up is by following Andrew Breitbart's lead. He's the one who said that politics is downstream from culture. And that is the whole reason why I do what I do. That's why I got started because we can meme these people into oblivion. And the best thing I can say is have fun with it. Do like those guys did, but maybe put a clown track on it or something like that. Do a honk every time that they say a woman can be raped because she's not wearing the full burqa everywhere she goes. I think that humor, I think that levity i think that doing exactly what we're doing now unscripted honest conversations between two people that is the best way to move forward whether it's in the, the physical 3d world whether it's online some combination of both that is how we can wake up these people who are just somewhere in the middle they're not totally gone they're not totally on our side they're just in the middle they just need a little bit of correct it's not really programming. They need the red pill. They need to open their eyes. They need to, whether it's through humor or it's through tragedy or whatever it may be, they just need a little bit of help. So that's that's my thoughts, Louie. But you're the one who lives in Antifa Central. So I would, of course, be interested in hearing yours. My final thoughts are just that, like you just said. The best way for us to defeat these people is with truth, logic, and facts. Because they don't deal with that. So the best way for us to do to to win is to give them that. That's it. I mean that, that it's just yeah, God, Tom, I, I have to deal with so much cancer. I just oh God, I just 
I know you don't want to leave your home state. I know you love Colorado, but we here in the real Midwest, I guess, are you in the mountains? Is that different from Midwest? Those of us here in the Midwest, we welcome you with open arms, brother. Come to Kansas. We have no Antifa. It's safe here. (laughs) You know, I love the sound of that, but I also can't leave my friends from the other side because they need me and I need them. It's almost like a Batman and, and, you know, his end, you know, they need me and they know it. Right. No, it's but absolutely true. They, they need me. They need me and I need them. You're the, the joker. They need the I bad am. guy. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. The way you just said that. that, that might actually be more true than I could imagine. They need me. They truly do need me. Uh, producer man, Zach in the back tonight. Um, I want to say thanks again to all my friends, fans, and followers out there for our podcast. Producer man, Zach is working harder than you can imagine, especially putting up with guys like myself and Logan and, and Ty and Jersey. And, and then our guests, you know, we got Tom and we got all amazing, great guests out there. We're not telling you how we think you should believe what you think you should feel but we are trying to bring you a different perspective, something that the mainstream media isn't telling you. Um, Tom, before you go away tonight, what is your, what is your goal with the Liberty movement and the Patriot movement? What, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, I would love to give some lofty goal of, I want to save America. I want to preserve all of the human progress from the last 10,000 years that we've worked towards what we have now. But at this point, I want to do all those things, but I want to have fun while I do it. If we don't laugh, we cry. So I want to have fun. That is my ultimate goal. Just like President Trump, you look at him at the rally last night. That was a man who is enjoying every second of every day. And I think that's what we should all aspire to do. I agree. Being a man is awesome. Being a woman is awesome. Turn off the mainstream media. Turn off the fake news. And be yourself. I mean, and love liberty. I think that's that's glorious, right? That's a glorious goal we should all subscribe to. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, thank you so much, Louie, for having me on tonight. It's been a blast. I hope the viewers have enjoyed it. I hope my viewers were able to get a taste. And of course, if anybody wants to follow me, I'm God Emperor Trump on Facebook. And anybody of my viewers who are watching this, please check out Major League Liberty. They do amazing content. They are some of the most interesting and really passionate people that I've met in my three years of being in this crazy world. So once again, Louie, thank you so much for having me on Major League Liberty. And I know you love to hear us say it. So Liberty prevails. Yeah. Can I hear you say it one more time? (laughs) Liberty prevails, my friend. Yeah. Zach, can you cue that outro? Boys and girls, I love you all. And Liberty does prevail. Whenever Zach gets a chance there. Zach does work really hard. The, the yeah, producers of this content are always the unsung heroes. There he is. Boys and girls, I love you all. Good night. Major League Liberty. Defending life, liberty, 
and the pursuit of happiness. And our happiness is always destroying the globalist agenda, exposing the flaws in fake news media, and of course, providing excellent entertainment.